Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up there, hikers? This is Andy Neal, and you're listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles that attempts to demystify hiking and find out the why of hiking. Why are you out there? How has hiking changed you and how you are in turn are changing the world around you? You're listening to the Hiker Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you want to know all the different ways to listen, go to hikerpodcast.com. Also... If you would like, you know, to help the show out, go to uh, Apple Podcast Reviews, leave a podcast review. That would be amazing. Huge shout out to our sponsors of the Hiker Podcast. That is CS Instant Coffee, the best instant coffee on the trail as we're getting into backpacking and through hiking season. Take some CS Instant Coffee with you on the trail. You won't regret it. I guarantee it. Um, use the affiliate link in the description of this episode to uh, get yours. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Also, I'd like to thank our wonderful sponsors, Canuck. They make the trekking poles. They make the water bags. They make the water bottles. They make it all. If you would like a pair of your own Canuck trekking poles, um, use promotional code HikerPodcast at CanuckOutdoors.com. Uh, you can get a pair of, or a, a single trekking pole. And you get 10% off uh, with the discount code, promotional code HikerPodcast, or just use the affiliate link in the description of this episode. Uh, thank you so much to both. CS Instant Coffee and Kadok for helping us out. It is huge. We're able to do this week after week. And also, thank you all for being patient. There was an episode last week I explained on Instagram. Essentially, I had to go to Boston this is last week for work. It was great. It was a shoot for a, a network, and I'm, I was super excited. And we did the, all the social distancing thing. I basically stayed in my hotel room the entire time. I tested like three or four times, you know. All good there, um, but just with getting ready to go and traveling for the first time in a long time, I just wasn't able to get the episode out. I'm so sorry. But thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting me. If you want to follow me, go to uh, Instagram, Andy Films and Hikes. Also, just go to hikerpodcast.com for all the different ways to follow us on the social medias. Super excited about this week's episode. You guys know our guest, maybe through the skirts that she makes. Uh, Mandy Bland of Purple Rain Adventure Skirts. You've seen her skirts on Instagram. I know you have. Uh, she founded uh, Purple Rain Adventure Skirts after traveling or uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail. Uh, she uh, founded it in Portland, Oregon. Now resides here in Southern Oregon, where I'm at. And uh, it's a great cottage company. And we just have a great discussion about her journey, the outdoor gear industry, and all that fun stuff. So we're just going to keep it short today. Without any further ado, my conversation with founder and owner of Purple Rain Adventure Skirts, Mandy Bland. So hikers, I love cottage company brands. I love being able to talk to a hiker who said there is a need out in the community and they they created something and they're creating things that, that help other hikers and, and they, they, they make a quality, amazing product. And many of you know our next guest, Mandy Bland from Purple Rain Adventure Skirts. She's a hiker, entrepreneur. Mandy, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I love to have another Southern Oregonian here um, who's making an amazing impact in the hiking community. It seems like you look all over Instagram. I see your skirts everywhere. 
uh, it doesn't matter who or what or gender, just people are wearing your skirts, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I so, feels good. Well, tell us just um, who you are, where you come from, all that stuff hikers like to know about somebody. Um, all right. Well, I am a Midwesterner at heart. I grew up in the Midwest, um, Minnesota and Illinois. So all my family and my roots are there. But I moved out to Oregon and or moved west, I guess, in like 2005. Bummed around the West Coast for a little bit between California and Alaska and found my place in Portland and was there for um better part of a decade kind of on and off and then in 2012 i decided to kind of just quit it all um and go hike the at i just kind of had this calling to the trail it was something that i wanted to do for i think empowerment you know like female empowerment is something that i wanted to go do on my own i loved the outdoors um i did you know a nine day hike up uh, off the coast of Homer and Ketchumac Bay State Park. And I thought that qualified me to be a long distance hiker. So I took off on the trail for five months. Um, but I think anyone that, you know, has done some longer distance hiking, you know, if you can do a weekend, you can, you can keep going. Um, so that's what launched me into, I guess, the world of long distance hiking and realizing that there was kind of a whole community around this crazy thing that, we all love to do and find peace and solace in. Very cool. So you talked a little bit there about, you know, you'd gone on a, a nine day you know backpacking trip essentially, and then you decided to go on the Appalachian trail just off offhand. What were like kind of the first um, impressions about the differences between just a backpacking trip and getting on a through hike? At what point did you realize, Oh my gosh, this is a completely different beast. I think the the self care for me, like taking care of your body, um, you know, because once you're when you're out there every day, it's like the the impacts that you have, be it you know if it's your knees or your ankles, your hips, your shoulders from carrying the bag, your feet, you know, learning how to take care of your feet is like a huge hurdle for hikers, no matter what the conditions are, you know. On the AT, it's like it's the wet foot, the, the trench foot, you know, that you get from hiking in the. Um, the rain all day and then out west, you know, in the desert with all the sand, you know, blisters become a really huge issue. So, yeah, for me, it was that I had uh, shin splints within like the first hundred miles. And I was just like, holy cow, what is this? You know, like dipping my my shins in the coldest streams I could find any at any point throughout the day. Um, it was just like what it's kind of doing to your body. But, you know, as it is with starting, I feel like any kind of new exercise routine, like your body adjusts. And if you are fueling it right and listening to it like it will it will carry you there absolutely so you go on the appalachian trail talk a little bit about that experience not just you know the you know getting the springer mountain all that stuff you know the stuff we, we hear about from a lot of at hikers but i want to hear more about your your personal journey how the at affected you what was it about that trail and that that first through hike for you that really changed you and made you decide, I want to embrace this lifestyle of, you know, the outdoors and, and, and as a hiker? Um, it was it was everything. Um, I realized that I could do it, so it did give me a lot of um, self confidence that I needed in it. It gave me the the time when you're you know you're on trail and you're hiking all day every day all you really have are your thoughts um so I worked through you know a lot of things from my past and my childhood and 
what I wanted with my life. You know, I said that I kind of quit everything and took off to go do it. It's because I was, I was searching for something. Um, and I didn't really know what it was. And, um, you know, it took me a few years even afterwards to kind of figure out what it was, but that it helped me like project myself in the right direction and realize what I wanted and what I didn't want. Um, really things about myself, like people kind of talk about these like tramilies, you know, you meet all these wonderful people and you end up hiking the whole trail with them or whatnot. Um, that never really happened to me. And it's because that's who I am. I'm kind of a loner. Like I like to take things on, um, on my own and it, like the trail provided the environment for me to be okay with that. Um, I felt that I needed to have that and I needed to find these people and, you know, I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't hiking it right because I didn't have my trail family. Um, but by the time I kept going, I was like, no, I don't want that. You know, like I'm out here for me and I'm figuring out what I need. I mean, I wasn't totally antisocial, but you know, I just did what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to go hitchhike into town for pint of ice cream and I go do that. I don't care if anybody came with me. You know? <laughs> um, so I just, I kind of realized these things about myself and realized what I wanted, even though it took me a little while afterwards. Um, and I think that the trail stays with us for a long time afterwards. Um, mm -hmm. Like a personal note, I went through a lot of, my brother died within two months after my finishing the AT. And it's something that I reflected back on a lot during those grieving months or years um, was that that peace and solace that I found on trail um, and my ability. It's like, okay, well, I can do that. You know, I can do anything. The only way, the only way through is, is through, you know, you have to keep going um, whether it's on trail or in life. So what do you think it is about the trail? I've talked to so many hikers, even, even just day hikers, and they say there's something about being on trail that is therapeutic, that helps them work through, you know, things of their past, past traumas, um, losses, things of that nature. What is it about being on the trail that provides that ability to help work through some of the things that we, we all go through? Absolutely. Um, for me, it's, I, it's the simplicity of it. I mean, when you're out there, you know, it's, you're just walking, you know, it's a little more difficult sometimes and up and over some things, but it's really just putting one foot in front of the other and you can, you know, zone out and find these places in your mind that you, you can't go because you're, you know, distracted in your house, um, you know, or distracted with some other things, but whenever you're you're out there whenever I was out there it was like it's giving myself space for it to do it because I mean what else what else you got you, know? <laughs> you can take in the environment around you or you can you know follow those thoughts that pop up you talked about on the AT you're you're mostly solo and I, I've listened to some other podcasts you're on and read some other things and you've talked a lot about hiking solo talk a little bit about and I've, I've spoken with a, with a lot of a lot of women who've come on the show, and they talk about how they're told by you know men on the trail that oh, where's your boyfriend? Why are you hiking alone? Where's your gun? What, what what's that experience like? You know, hiking not only alone but but as a woman, um, how have things improved for women on the trail, and what still needs to happen uh, to get past that idea that oh, you need to have a man with you on the trail, or you shouldn't be hiking alone. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just kind of our culture in general, you know, I bet, you know, female travelers would have a similar experience too. you know, everyone like kind of looking behind and wondering where your partner is whenever you're out there. 
Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I never felt like looked down upon or anything or that I didn't know what I was doing because of it. I don't know. I think I probably had like an edge up or something that people didn't want to mess with. Um, but I, I see even a difference from, you know, my long distance hike in 2012 and what I see, um, you know, being in Southern Oregon and all the, the PCT hikers that come through, like there's mobs of women out there now. I love it. Like, it's so cool to see. And, you know, like the hiking couples that team up that are, you know, both female and they can really like help each other out along the way. I, I think a lot has improved, um, even in the past 10 years, but I, I don't know. I mean, my dad tried to give me a gun whenever I was at the trailhead before I was hiking. And I was like, oh, why would I take that? It's way too heavy. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't really have a great answer for that. I don't know. Um, just then get out and do it and prove it, prove to him that we can. Uh, and I, I, I love that. Just hike your own hike, do your thing. And it's, uh, you don't need anybody else. You're out there for you. And that's just great. I mean, I carry a camp bear spray just because I'm scared of bears, but I'm not going to carry a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but um so you get off the App- Appalachian Trail what happens next um let's see my partner came out I it's and it's still you know my little partner still today and you know we have a kid together and everything so he came out and we did like the classic like main tour it was really awesome we went and just like ate lobster for a long weekend and ice cream and like lounged around um and through Portland and Acadia it was really great um, and then we went to Central America. It was always the plan to travel through Central America that um, through that winter. Um, and then I mean, I touched on it before, but my my brother died, so that took us back to my um, home state of Minnesota. So we went back there, um, and I thought that I could uh, just throw myself into a career and I'd be able to work through it all. And that quickly dissolved and realized that, uh, you know, with the, the post trail depression and then going through the grief, it, it was too much. Um, and that's actually when I made my first skirt, uh, was that winter after, um, after I hiked the AT, um, when we were just trying to live in Minneapolis and make a new life for ourselves at a very part-time job. Um, and I set up my sewing machine and I just started sewing. What is it about the trail that for lack of a better term seems to just kind of ruin people in the sense that they get off the trail and for so many, they're like, I can't go back to the nine to five. I can't do the, the normal career route. I can't do the, the stereotypical American dream anymore. Right. Um, I forgot lack of a better word. It just seems so trivial after that. I don't mean to downplay like so many people, you know, like we have to work and we have to find something to do, but you have this, at least for me, like this existential experience on trail of seeing who you are and your part in the world and, you know, the cycle of nature and how we are all like very much a part of that to go back and just like start commuting to a job where you're like in four walls all day long and, you know, and through the winter, you barely see the sun at all because you're in a building all day. Um, it, it takes the, the prime, you know, it rips you of your primal existence, you know, like when I was on trail and what I still feel when I go outside, like, you know, you're part of nature, you feel very primally. And then when you're back in, you know, the quote unquote real world, it's, you're removed from that. And it's, it was really difficult for me to, to be removed and just kind of zapped my, I guess, zapped my soul. Which led you to make your first skirt. 
um, your brand purple, uh, purple rain adventure skirts. Like I said before, I keep seeing them everywhere and it's amazing to see what was the impetus of that? How did that turn into making a skirt to, you know, this, 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 uh, this cottage company that everyone seems to have heard of. And, and I, I, I read somewhere that you were, you were excited that you, you f- someone mentioned that they found one at a thrift store and you were excited about that. Like they're everywhere now. How'd that start? Hi, that was a good question. Um, well, my experience for gearing up for the AT, like I went to REI, you know, I didn't know any different. I just went there and I bought my stuff and then I went out on trail. And once you're on trail, you know, everyone, all the, hikers just love to talk about their gear and I kept meeting these people that were like making their own stuff and I like I, this is kind of blew my mind I'm like duh like of course you can um and I met a couple women in particular I was hiking with a gal further up north and she was hiking in a skirt and it just kind of like blew my mind that you could be you know five months into trail and just this like hardened badass hiker and be in a skirt you know, something that I think of as I thought of just like very feminine, you know, like, how does that even belong here? But obviously, it stuck with me. And I was really inspired by seeing her like scoot down the rocks of Maine and stuff in the skirt. Um, and then that winter after the AT, we decided we were going to go out to the PC, go hike the PCT, um, our section of it. And I was like, I just I want to hike in a skirt. I just want to try it. Uh, so, you know, when I had my sewing machine out, I just, I made one, you know, I cut up, went to the thrift store and found old hiking pants and cut them up and made this little like hodgepodge, like hiking skirt. Um, and I, like, once I started hiking in it, I just, I loved it. I, it was absolutely perfect in every way, um, for the, you know, the airflow and the mobility of it, being able to go pee. And I just, I really liked it. And after, you know, we finished our hike. I knew I didn't want to go back to whatever corporate world I had left and uh, decided I was just going to start making them. I mean, I have a somewhat of a background. You know, I think growing up in the Midwest, you have a little, always a little bit of a background of home ec. Um, so I had enough of a skill set to start making them and mostly just kind of sold them to my friends. But that's like where the hiking community came in for me. Um, and I met some really wonderful people at the right time when I was launching my business that also really liked my product and help me get it out there. So what has been the overall reaction from the hiking community? I mean, from what I can tell, it's positive. But what took it from, you know, just some hiker friends wanting it and started making it to it being what it is today? Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know if I have the right perspective on my own business as I'm sitting in, like, my home studio. You know, <laughs> it's still very, uh, still very grassroots for me. Um, you know, I'm still just a one woman show, like putting it out there. Um, I, I think it was, it was really good timing. You know, I met like all good and snorkel and they, they love my stuff. I love hiking in skirts already. And they have, they have good names for themselves in the outdoor industry. They're big hikers. They, you know, give presentations and they, you know, was wrote a book. Like it's, you know, they, um, were bringing forth the long distance hiking community, and then, you know, God bless wild came out, you know, like it's just people, it's more long distance hiking is more on people's radar. People know what the PCT is, you know, what they know what the AT is like, that's um, more just household terminology and knowing that, you know, like, Oh, my uncle did that, you know, like people are going out there and doing it more than they were. And I just, I had good timing with when I did it. Um, you know, I don't know if I would have that if I tried to launch it today, but I know there's a ton of successful like cottage gear brands that are starting every day 
um, and offer something just a little bit different. You know, people like yourself, which we all really appreciate that seek out cottage gear brands, you know, don't just want to go to REI and want to put their money towards something they believe in. Talk about that a little bit. There's that, I have a love hate relationship with REI. Like the people at REI here locally, they know me by name, but I try my darndest and hardest to always go to mountain provisions in Ashland or buy from, you know, creators, you know, creators websites and, and their Etsy pages and things like that. Um, is what is it like being a cottage gear company, but still having this, you know, REI out there and the other, you know, big box brands out there. Um, is there a place for REI? Is, is there a place for, you know, big name brands like that? Or is there a time where we're going to kind of live in a balance? Um, just talk about that struggle a little bit. Um, that's a good question. I think there's definitely a place for REI. You know, that's how people get into it. That's how people start. You know, I, I mean, I love my family and I, every year we get gift cards to REI, you know, it's like you're outdoorsy. Like this is what you like, you know, and exactly. Yes. <laughs> like it's, um, but I think that that's great. That's how I got my start. And you kind of have to start anywhere. It's an easy store to go to where people are knowledgeable. You don't have to spend all day, you know, on a forum or something trying to do research. Like you can go there and actually talk to them. And, you know, there's a really big difference between the gear that you get you know, if you're an avid day hiker versus if you're a long distance hiker um, and the U.S. has really taken off in the, the ultralight world, which REI carries some of that, but not really. Like if you want to get into the more like geeky ultralight stuff, that's I think where it takes you into the cottage, the cottage industry. Yes. Yep. So I, I know for myself, I, I find myself at REI a lot. I know here locally they, they have their garage shell running every day, which is great because, you know, you get half price gear. Um but how do you reach out to to people with 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 your brand? Um, are, you, are you just completely online, completely social media? Are you working with uh, mom pop stores? What's it looking like for you right now, as far as the brand goes? I am almost exclusively online um, through my own website. I've worked with Garage Grown Gear almost since the beginning, um, and they are an incredible company, and they've really helped elevate my brand a lot. They figured out their niche, you know, they're right in there, like with the long distance through hiking community and they do it really well. Um, so I wholesale to them and I've worked with a few like independent gear shops, Blue Ridge Hiking Company out in Asheville, um, the Two Foot Adventures, the Mogul Gear Shop on the PCT um, and a number of under others, but on a really small scale, I just, I haven't, I don't have the production for it, you know, I'm still making all my own stuff or I've contracted with. I'm, I'm in the process of growing, um, and there's definitely been some growing pains along the way of moving into factory production and, you know, hiring seamstresses or people to sew and help me along the way. Um, so it's, um, it's been a journey, um, but it's, I've been all word of mouth though, too. I mean, it's, I, and I'm blessed for that. I feel so fortunate that my, my customers sell my stuff better than I do, um, you know, they'll tell their friends and, you know, they meet people on trail that are also wearing it or like, you know, want to show them, give them the tour of how all the pockets work and everything. And they, you know, weekly just get emails from people that are just like, oh, I met, you know, I met a gal on trail that had your skirts. Like, I want to try it. And that to me is, is priceless. There's no better advertising than someone who actually really loves your gear. Um, you know, as the, as the business grows, I'll probably have to figure out marketing. But <laughs> for now, it's when I've got an extra five minutes and my kids watching TV and I can throw up an Instagram post or something, you know, that's, that's how I'm operating. 
that's truly what I love about the hiking community. Um, myself only getting into hiking the last year or so they've, they've embraced me and put my stuff out there and just to see how just faithful and, and just, I don't know, dogmatically awesome to <laughs> creators they are and people who want to create, you know, gear or, or content. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I've, I've done other podcasts before in the past for years and I haven't seen the amount of loyalty and growth that I saying this pack podcast in the last six months. That I did another podcast doing it for seven years. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this, I want to hike for no, no other reason. I want to be a part of this community now. It's oh, just yeah. been so, so amazing. So going off of that, you, you hiked AT in 2012 and you talked a little bit about wild and wild has gotten so many people on the trail recently in Ashland, they put up a trail sign that talked about how wild was filmed in Ashland. I had actually, I haven't talked about this in the show. I had a part in getting that sign put into the Ashland Plaza uh, through my work through the film cell in Oregon society. Um, but that, how has the trail changed or the community changed since 2012 to now you talk to the PT, PCTA they back in 2000, you know, 15, 16, they would tell you the number one thing that's getting people on the trail is the movie wild or the book wild. Now they're saying it's YouTube and Instagram. <laughs> how, how has it changed since you were first on trail to now? And is it good or is it bad? Or is it just kind of indifferent? Yeah, good question. Uh, excuse me. I yeah, I would definitely say the social media element of it. Um, I mean, I didn't have Instagram. I, I did have Facebook, and I mostly just updated it, you know, for my family. I did a blog, again, just for my family. Um, I didn't, you know, I wasn't doing it to try to, you know, get a number of views or whatever. And it's you know, it's good for me to be able to look back through now too. Um, I. I don't know for better or for worse. Like it is the world that we live in. It does connect people. Um, I, but it, you know, it definitely probably gets people out there that aren't quite ready for it. Um, uh, whatever. That's our own journey to figure out. Um, I, I don't know, but it's, you know, it's being responsible when you're out there too. Obviously the one on the numbers that you've got, um, you have to make sure that you're treating the land right while you're out there. Uh, but yeah, I would say just like the spike in, in social media, um, like vlogging, doing video blog, that was not, that was not a thing. I didn't meet anyone doing any of that. Um, but people do that and have a lot of success with it now. Um, you know, and they can, that's their way of connecting to the trail. Um, you know, and I, that's great. You know, I, anything that can like keep the spirit alive, like the trail does like change your life and you can find a way to monetize it like without totally selling it out. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm full support of that. So what would you tell someone who's wanting to get in to hiking for the, the first time outside of the, the, you know, there's the gear questions and the safety things, but as far as mentally preparing, whether they wanted to start, you know, feeling out hiking with some day hikes, a few backpacking trips, are there considering a, a shorter through hike like the TRT or the longer through hike like the PCT? What is some advice you would give them as they're beginning that journey? Um, I guess mine's always just like, just go do it. And don't doubt yourself. You know, you can, you can research all day long. You can geek out on the gear all day long. But in the end, it's your own motivation, whether it's, you know, going out every weekend on your day hike or, you know, getting up and going for the longer one, but, you know, the longer through hike, 
you know, it's, it's the mental preparedness that, that you need and to be able to keep going. Um, and you'll find a reason for being out there. Um, if you really do truly love the nature element and being out there and the peace and calm that it brings, or, you know, don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do either. (laughs) Like just because other people are doing it or, you know, you're, you want that Instagram worthy picture or something like if it's not your jam, like it's not your jam. So be done with it, but kind of be true to yourself and just go for it. So what does the future look like for you as far as hiking and your business? Oh, so many, so many dreams. Um, <laughs> I want to grow the business. The whole point of, I, you know, I have a lot of reasons for the business, but ultimately it's for like freedom. Um, and, you know, that's part of wearing a skirt and everything is like freedom and adventure. It's a lifestyle that I'm after. Um, so I want to build the business to a point where it can sustain my family. Right now my partner is working. Um, and I work and, you know, a double income helps, but I would love to have him be able to quit his job and we can just have a family adventure and, you know, travel the country and go to different events and sell the skirts, have other people making them so my body can heal. <laughs> um, and so we can go hiking. Uh, we have a four-year-old right now and he's a great hiker, but I don't know. I mean, you have kids, right? There's like a different level of, of motivation that they have. That oh yeah. I have an almost 13 year old who is actually dying to get one of your skirts. And then I have a seven year old who after a half mile, she's done. Right. Um, so it's like this huge difference. I take all three of them. My 13 year old wants to go and bust out 12 miles from, you know, the entrance of Crater Lake all the way to the rim and back. Whereas, you know, my seven year old wants to, you know, look at every flower and tree and she's done after 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, right. I, f- I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's different every year as they grow and they mature. And I, I'm optimistic that he's going to want to do some long distance hiking. Um, so, you know, what we do for hiking right now is pretty limited. Um, but I have started doing like a mom's backpacking trip, annual trip that we do. So, with some mom friends and try to recruit other moms to come out and go backpacking just us um, for a long weekend in the fall. Um, that's what we did up in like Sky Lakes this year. It was beautiful. Um, so just trying to work in those smaller trips whenever we can. You know, it's busy. It's hard having a family. I would love to do a long distance hike with my kiddo when he's ready. Um, but until then, like we find little adventures, you know, hikes that have waterfalls or hot springs, you know, like those are all big wins. So we, we stay in the in the small world right now. We can do we do some backpacking with them. But again, it's, it's shorter stuff. And, you know, I hide gummies along the trail so he can find them. as he keeps <laughs> <laughs> And we actually live in an amazing area for that kind of hiking. We really do. Yeah, yeah we definitely do. So I ask every guest this. How has hiking changed you? Um, in every way. I it it slows me down anymore. I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of constantly changing me. Um, what it changed me as, you know, when I first started or when, you know, my first distance hike in 2012, as to how it continues to change me and impact me now are different. Um, and right now through the world of COVID and lockdowns and stuff that we have, it's, um, it's simplicity, it's peace and calm that it has. Um, and it, my whole life is based around it. You know, I created a whole company in order to be more connected to trail and more, I mean, the community 
but also um, to be able to just be outside, an excuse to be outside. Um, it's, yeah, I've just created my whole life around it. I, I can't imagine not having an outlet of the outdoors and knowing that I can always just go put one foot in front of the other and everything's going to be okay. That's awesome. Now I ask every through hiker this, what's your trail name and what's the story behind it? Oh, well, at Purple Rain, <laughs> I was very creative in naming my business. Um, it just kind of fit that it was my trail name. Uh, it harkens back to the AT. I first started hiking in um, a trash bag as rain gear. Um, actually worked really well because, you know, if you wear pants, they just get like so sweaty. So I had this garbage bag. And then again, like meeting people that made their own gear, I met this gal who had like a legit hiking skirt or rain skirt. Um, so she told me, you know, the name of it and I'll wear, I could get the fabric and, you know, could make it. And so I called my mom the next trail town that I got to. And I told her, I was just like, mom, you have to make this for me. You have to make me a rain skirt and you can get purple fabric. You can get, you can get, I can have a purple rain skirt. And it just like was this moment of euphoria. And I was like, oh, it's going to be purple rain. I'm going to be purple rain. Um, I was like hesitancy with like naming myself, you know, but it came about in this organic way. I ran it past a couple people and they were like, that's an awesome name. You should do that. <laughs> so hence Purple Rain was born. And I had a legit like Purple Rain skirt for most of my AT hike. Awesome. Mandy, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to follow you on the social media or they want to check out what you're making and perhaps uh, buy some of the skirts, where would they go? Uh, the website is purplerainskirts.com. Um, pretty basic setup there, but if you jump on the, the newsletter, that's the way that I announce any sort of like new colors or the um, dress that will be launched in 2021. Um, and then on Instagram, it's purplerainskirts. Awesome. Mandy, thank you so much for coming on and uh, telling us about your story and your business uh, here on the Hiker Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It was really great to be here. And if you're looking to get your own Purple Rain Adventure skirt, go to purplerainskirts.com. Mandy, thank you so much for coming on the show. That conversation actually happened like back in December. If you don't notice, I do these episodes like in big batches. I'll spend like two weeks and I'll get like stinking like 12, 13 interviews done. And then I'll slowly start editing them and rolling them out. And occasionally one will roll in. That's time sensitive. I have to put out. And so that kind of bumps everything. So Thank you so much, Mandy, for coming on the show and being patient with the release of this episode. Y'all make sure you go to purplerainskirts.com. You support her and what she's doing and get yours. Yes. Thank you so much. Also, big thank you to CS Instant Coffee and to Canuck Outdoors. Make sure you get some trekking poles. Make sure you get some coffee. And just a um, quick just personal note now. This I'm blown away, guys, by you all. Um, Jeez. A year and a half ago, I started hiking, and I just can't explain how much it's changed me, how good it's been for me. And nine months ago, eight months ago, I started this podcast, and I couldn't imagine how this podcast would be embraced by the outdoor and hiking community. I'm looking at the numbers and just the downloads and how we're, like, seriously competing with, like, other outdoor podcasts. I, I put out there that we were, like, number, I think number... 77 on the U.S. outdoor podcast list, which may not seem like a big deal until you consider that the outdoor podcasts like charts includes everything outdoorsy, including 
hunting and bow hunting and kayaking and and it, everything that you can think of that would be considered outdoors, off-roading, 4 by 4 And I was just blown away when I saw that number. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I have you all to thank for that. And this is how you've embraced me. And it's been so cool to me. I have so many of you to thank. I couldn't even begin to thank you all. And uh, I am going to put it out here this week that taking a chance here, I, I haven't wanted to do this, but I think there's enough of a this really cool thing happening here on the Hager Podcast that we, I am going to be launching out come April 1, a, a Patreon. And this is just so I can spend more time getting these episodes out, producing them, getting better interviews. So that way things that happened last week where because I had other priorities, you know, financially I had to take care of before I left for my, for my business trip, um, I, I had to put this in the back burner. There's also been times where because of other, you know, financial obligations, I've had to cancel some pretty cool interviews I had lined up um, because things came up. And I just love this community so much. And this podcast will always be free. And I don't want anyone to ever feel obligated to to give. But I'm going to put it out there and just say, hey, here's Patreon. Here are the levels. If you want to help and support, you can. If not, I understand completely. And here you go. So that's going to be happening. And I just wanted to kind of prepare the ground for that pair of people for that, that inevitability that's going to be coming. I, I understand you, people get asked for you know money and support in so many different ways from so many different people. I get it. I totally get it. Um, but this is just something that I, I feel like I, I, I don't want to completely sell out. Like not that I've, I've sold out, you know, I'm very picky about the sponsors of the show and sponsors have been great as well. Any sponsor that's been on the show has been a company and product I already use. Like CNS Instant Coffee, like Knock, like Sawyer in the past. I already use those products and believe in those companies. So, yeah, that's what's happening. And just thank you so much for supporting me. Um, I did put on my Instagram today looking for suggestions for more guests. There's so many. We've had so many amazing guests on there. I'm going to bring some other guests back here pretty soon, but I want to hear who you would like to hear on the show. So make sure you go to my Instagram and check that out. I'll repost it a few more times to get more ideas. Um, I know as we're getting into through hiking season, you know, people are already hiking in the AT and the AZT right now. As we're getting into that, um, there's going to be a demand for more hiking content. And I, I want to get it out there. I want, I want to hear your voices. So many other cool episodes coming up. Um, so yeah, make sure you check out hikerpodcast.com. Uh, go there for all the socials. And with that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hiker Podcast. <laughs>